Hello and welcome back to Porcelain Peak, the strange and scary podcast that covers everything horror, sci-fi, and all of the weird things in between. I am one of your hosts, John Brasher, and I am joined, as always, by... Anthony Perez. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. I'm oh. excited to, to get to episode 17 because that's one episode closer to episode 20, and for some reason, that's a milestone for us. Yeah. I mean, like I said, our our milestones have been pretty arbitrary up to this point, <laughs> uh, but... Uh, this is an episode that I'm really excited about because, I mean, we've talked about doing, like, internet stories and readings. We've done some light territory of that. And uh, this is something that I wanted to do for a while. But this particular uh, subject, I didn't actually hear about until I listened to another podcast. And I'll give them a shout-out once we start digging into that territory. But first, got to get into that Trivia. Yeah, and I think that the readings before we do the trivia, I think the readings have gone pretty well. I've gotten some feedback. We did the the new daughter mm-hmm. reading, and I've had more than one person tell me that they loved that episode. Someone said that they couldn't even finish it. They're like, "Yeah, it's that creeped me out too much. I turned yeah. it off," which I guess is kind of a bad thing as far as the analytics are concerned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. That for creeping people out, like that's that's the aim, you yeah. know. And I had another person tell me recently that they really liked that one too. So we're getting some good feedback. So hopefully this one is up there with the with the rest of them. And I'm excited because I have no idea. I'm blind on this one. So yeah, I'm really excited to see your reaction for this one. But let's get into that trivia. Hit me with a card, my guy. All right, so here we go with the trivia. Trivia. All right, so the first category is going to be the monster category. Here we go. And 28 Days Later from 2002, to whom does the taxi the protagonists use belong? Does it belong to Jim, Selena, Frank, or Major Henry West? It belongs to Frank. That is correct. Yeah, um... Uh, you always get the 28 days later question. I mean, it's it's like it's like, hey, we know that you absolutely love this movie. We know that it's in your <laughs> top ten movies of all time. Here's a low ball for you. Uh, yeah, Brendan Gleeson's character in that movie is fantastic. I won't get too much further into it just because I've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, but yeah, it is definitely Frank. Yes. All right, one to zero. All right. What mutated insects threaten humanity in them from 1954? Bees? I already know it. That's going to be ants. (laughs) They are ants, yes. So I've seen that. So contrary to to last week's episode, I have seen some classics. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are one in one leading into gore and disturbing. Another one in your wheelhouse. Here we go. In the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003, though, Mm. who prevents Aaron's escape at the end of the film? Is it Leatherface? That is not Leatherface. In this iteration, it's going to be Sheriff Hoyt. Ah, okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. Uh, one, how, one still. Yep. How did the co-directors of The Void from 2016 originally get funding for the film? Um, GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> Kickstarter. So it, yeah, it's it's less specific than that, but crowdfunding, yes. Oh, okay. The directors raised uh, $82,510 to make that film. Wow. Yeah. So do I get a point for that? Yeah, you definitely get a point. Sick. 
I'm up ahead. But we've seen how easy that can go downhill. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next one is psychological. In what war was the blind man blinded in Don't Breathe from 2016? So I haven't seen uh, Don't Breathe. Oh, that's the Feedy's follow-up to Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to say that I believe it's Vietnam. It is the Gulf War. Ah, uh, okay. That would have been that would have been my second guess, just because yeah. it's a little closer. Good guess, though. All right. Uh, what is the name of the reoccurring diner in Mulholland Drive? Oh man, I don't think that I've uh, seen that one. So if that's a shameful miss, then you got another one for the docket. <laughs> the reoccurring diner, the Red Roof Inn. It's definitely not the Red Roof Inn. <laughs> I think the Red Roof Inn is something that just exists here in town. No. <laughs> It oh, is. It's Winkies. Winkies. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not going to touch that one. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> not touching Winkies. <laughs> yeah, and Mulholland Drive. It's it's a weird one. And Lynch. Yeah. Okay. And it's like I said. It's it's one of those things where it's a very polarizing film. It's you know it's either you really love it or you don't like it at all. Kind of a thing. I feel like that case could be made about just David Lynch in general. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. All right. Here we go. Paranormal. Who directed The Innkeepers from 2011? The Innkeepers. That's what I thought, yeah. Not a huge name, but somebody that's relatively known in in horror. James Wan. It is not James Wan. It is Ty West. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, all right. (laughs) Not like at the top of your mind, but... Yeah, it's 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 definitely one one that, you know, a name that you definitely recognize. All right. uh, What actress portrayed... Protagonist Grace Stewart in The Others. The only person I even know from The Others is Nicole Kidman. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. I am your daughter. <laughs> then next up is going to be Killer, who directed The House on Sorority Row from 1983, as well as episodes of Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, my. I have no idea. Oh, uh, I don't no. recognize his name if that makes you feel any better. Um, Montgomery, Montgomery. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Ronson. Ah, yeah, I don't recognize that name at all. Okay. Yeah, uh, Montgomery, Montgomery is a character from uh, Lemony Snicket. Yeah. Um, don't know it. All right. This is a, <laughs> this is a softball. Uh, the two detectives in Seven are played by Brad Pitt and what other actor? Morgan Freeman. You're wrong. No, it is definitely Morgan Freeman. <laughs> That came up on a lot of lists of best, like, 100 horror movies of all time. Yeah, for sure. I was surprised, but, I mean, that's a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Then here we go to what I think is the hardest category, international. In Martyrs from 2008, what are the two requirements for the so-called martyrs? They need to be two things. Uh, they need to be free of sin, and they need to die. That is incorrect. That was a solid guess, though. <laughs> it's way more generic than that. They need to be young and female. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I was just thinking of, like, the textbook definition of martyrs. martyrs yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, in Under the Shadow from 2016, what type of supernatural entity threatens the protagonists? I want to say vampires. No? It's not vampires. Oh, okay. It's a gin. 
Ah, uh, yeah. oh, I want, is that the one with, I think it's about a mother and her daughter, maybe. I think so. Okay. But yeah, the, uh, uh, there are vampire, plenty of vampire movies that have shadow in the title. I'm right. sure that's probably where that comes from. All right. But yeah. I'm pretty sure you won that commandingly. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, in that case, that's going to be the conclusion of the trivia. That's a win for me. And we're going to jump into our topic, which is some kind of story. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to skip a large portion of one of the paragraphs of this because it gives things away, I think, too quickly uh, in order for you to enjoy and to get the surprises to what the subject matter really is about. Like I said, I want you to be as in the dark as possible. I first heard about this story from a podcast that I frequently listen to that's about like paranormal, like conspiracy theories and stuff like that called the Chaluminati podcast. Just giving them a shout out. So shout outs to Alex and Jesse and Mathis from that show. They are very entertaining. If you have more time to listen to podcasts, check them out. They are definitely awesome. So this story is about someone who actually is close by to us and that this took place close by to us and i thought that was pretty surprising it actually mentions turlock in the uh in like the blurb leading up to it so you'll get you'll get a lot of that that's cool we're from the central valley of california so yes if you aren't familiar with that that's very close to where we live yes all right so starting off uh the following is an actual account of my experiences as of recently Because of the nature of what has happened, I must remain anonymous until I feel it is safe to reveal my my real name. But for now, you can refer to me as James Richards. On September 9th of 2009, I experienced something that I still am having trouble believing happened to me. And then from there, I'm going to skip some of it. Because it is about like the like the specific subject of this, and I don't want to dig too far into this. So this is where things will kind of start off at. He's like, now this is where the story becomes slightly more unbelievable, and it is almost embarrassing to attempt to explain the incident to you for fear of viewing me as completely absurd. I must assure you, I am not insane or on drugs, and hopefully the audio from this tape will be enough proof that there is more than we think out there. I live in Livermore, California, but on September 9th, I was driving home from Turlock after visiting a friend for a few days. I had my dog with me, and I didn't have any plans for the day, so I decided to take a drive through a place called Del Puerto Canyon, just west of Turlock. There is a scenic road that is a fun drive and actually goes through to Livermore. I hadn't taken a cruise through it for a while, so I thought I would take this way home. It was about 2 p.m. A ways into the canyon, my dog started acting like she needed to use the bathroom, so I pulled over to the first available parking area to the side of the road and let her out while I stretched. At first, I didn't notice, but then I heard the barking from 30 yards away. My dog was chasing a rabbit. Now, my dog is a pretty good dog, but if she's chasing something, then there is no stopping her, so the only thing I could do was become part of the chase. They already had about a 40-yard head start, so I had to really book it. The uneven ground and soft dirt patches made it difficult to run, and it wasn't very far into the chase. I had stepped in a rabbit hole, fell, and knocked myself unconscious. This is where things start to get pretty juicy. When I woke up, I was in a room with some furniture and electronics in it. What? I was taken care of with a bandage on my head, but I still felt uneasy about the situation because where I fell and hit my head was in a very rural unpopulated area with no houses and outside the window of the room I was in, I could hear traffic. 
I wasn't near the window in the room. It was actually on the other side next to an unusually looking electronic machine that I didn't recognize from anywhere I've seen before. The only reason this stood out was because it seemed out of place in a person's home, which most of the room resembled. I decided to get up and look out the window, but the door opened and in ran my dog, who was pretty excited to see me. When I looked up, there was a man standing at the door. He was about six feet tall, had medium-long black hair, and was dressed casually nice, but gave me a greasy vibe. If you know, it's a, if you know what I mean from that. <laughs> uh, he introduced himself as Jonas and asked me if I was okay, which I said yes. He said he found me unconscious in a field with my dog barking at me, so I thanked him for helping me and my dog out, and that I was surprised my dog even came back to me. I then asked him the question that would make me start wondering if I, in fact, had gone crazy. I asked him, where am I? About 20 feet away from where I found you, he replied. I told him that that couldn't be possible because there were no houses within at least 20 miles from where I last remember being. He then told me what he was going to say next would be very shocking and unbelievable and that if he didn't actually experience it himself, then he wouldn't believe it either. He took a look at the machine near the window and looked back at me and said he transported me into parallel earth. He said he traveled to our earth dimension and found me knocked out in the blazing heat with nobody around to help me out. Normally he said he doesn't take outsiders through a portal, but in my case, he thought I needed urgent help. I immediately started asking questions and about traveling to parallel worlds. Since all I knew about the topic was uh, YouTube videos of uh, Micho Kaku. I don't know who that is. We should definitely look into that for a later episode. <laughs> uh, he told me to slow down and that he would explain himself. Apparently, in his world, a parallel travel machine can be purchased quite easily while not cheap. It's pretty popular even though the machine can be dangerous enough to cause death. In the 1950s of his dimension, the government was faced with the decision to continue to fund a space program or parallel dimension program called ARP-D. I can't remember if what he said it stood for, but I'm pretty sure the PD is parallel dimensions. And I remember the acronym because I noticed it on a lot of the electronics in the room I was in. He then explained that the real danger of using one of the machines was exploring new dimensions. Since there is, since there is an infinite amount of Earths in other dimensions, only a small amount have been explored. The problem with exploring unknown, unknown dimensions is the chance you will die somehow once you walk through the portal doorway. He told me that people die from falling if the ground isn't close enough to where the portal opens, die from drowning if the worlds are covered in water or the portals are having a difficulty reopening if you end up in water, die from fire, atmospheric issues. He said in order for people to avoid this, they would have to know that, where, uh, that there would be similar ground in the dimension that they were traveling to. So his government began to research worlds that were safe to transport to, even creating public spots where people could choose a menu of worlds to go to that were all considered safe. This is wild, dude. Yeah. Many of these worlds were lush vegetation worlds that were never ruined by man, only to be invaded by the large overcrowded population of the traveler's world. He said something about new industries that opened up because of this, one of them being something like dimensional life brokers. These people offer the chance to live as someone new in an already established similar world that doesn't know of dimensional travel, nor that there are people crossing the dimensional border to. 
uh, Jonas said that he was an explorer for one of the dimensional travel agencies and was looking in new uncharted dimensions and came upon my Earth. We talked about a lot of things. It was interesting to see what the similarities and differences we had between worlds. Foods, culture, TV, technology, we covered a lot. We also talked about music, which was an interesting topic because there were many of the same bands between our worlds that existed, including the Beatles. When their name got brought up, Jonas mentioned that his brother just got back from seeing them perform at a concert recently, which I gave a weird look to and said, you mean they're still together? And he said, yeah. I told them about how they broke up in our world and that John and George had passed away. Apparently in this world, they are all alive, healthy, and still on tour. Wow. Jonas then had me follow him into another room that had a bookshelf looking thing with some cassette tapes. Yes, the musical ones. Apparently CDs never caught on in his world and a tape player radio record player, though it didn't quite look like the type of radios we have. The speakers looked more like crinkled cardboard, but sounded pretty good. The only Beatles album he had that was store-bought and had a real cover art was Sgt. Pepper's, which the cover looked slightly different than the one we have, but all the songs were the same. The other six Beatles tapes he had were all like somebody recorded them onto a blank cassette for him and wrote the song titles on a card slipped in the case. A couple of the album titles written on the tapes I recognized, but there were about four that I had never heard of before. He played a few songs from one of them, which was totally surreal to hear Beatles music that was never made, at least in our world. We talked about it a little bit, and uh, he said a girl made the tapes for him while he was in upper school, what they call high school. Uh, she was a huge fan of them, and he wanted uh, him to listen to them. He popped out the first tape and was putting in the second one when I told him I should he should record me a copy of one so I could take it back with me, thinking it would be a big deal. Well, the look Jonas gave me when I said this is part of the reason I am remaining anonymous. Not only did it sort of scare me, uh, but it had a very serious, almost creepy look to it, followed by the phrase, not word for word, I can't remember exactly what he said, no, you are not to take anything with you back to your world. No pictures, no souvenirs, no tapes, nothing. I asked him why, and he said he wouldn't really say except for, uh, that for my safety, I wasn't to take anything back. Of course, I'm not the type of person to go through all this parallel world stuff and not grab something to prove the outrageous story of my experience. So for the moment, I told him I wouldn't take anything and change the subject. About an hour later, after some more talking, I heard a doorbell ring and he left the room to check the door. I knew that I may not have another chance to take something, so I grabbed one of the tapes and put it in my pocket. And then stuff shuffled the tapes around to make it look less obvious that something was missing. When he came back inside, I said I was kind of hungry to just get out of the room. I mixed the tapes up a little bit, so it was hard to tell one of them was missing. But I didn't want them want to be there when he found out. So he then took me in the other room and fed me. For the most part, the food tasted like ours. What was different uh, product names and colors. The purple ketchup was the strangest. This is one of the things that I found a little weird. Based on the time frame, purple ketchup exists. It's just like food dye or like a different type of tomato. Yeah, we had that for a while. Yeah, we had that for a while. But I don't Not remember if 2009 green. would have been the right time frame. But uh, I thought that that was a little – I was like, oh, that, that's not – I don't think so. I think it was when we were kids. And we would have been almost 20 at that point, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit more and then I expressed the notion that I should be going and it was getting late. The time of day was identical to ours as is all worlds. 
We went back in the room with the machines in it. I grabbed my dog and shook Jonas's hand for taking care of me after I was knocked out. I thanked him again and stepped through the portal, which felt like getting wet but staying dry the entire time. Really weird. When I put my dog on the ground, she even shook herself like she thought she was wet. Back in our world, I could see my car on the road still, and there was a straight line burn mark on the ground where the portal had shown up. It was dark outside, and the only reason I noticed the burn was because it was still smoking from the heat. I walked back to my car, didn't run this time, and drove home. The worst part was I couldn't even listen to the tape on the way home because I didn't have a tape player in my car. It actually wasn't even able to listen to it at home either for the same reason I had to go to Walmart to buy a tape player just to listen to it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have any information about the tape other than what is written on the card sleeve. The track names were written as well as the album title, Everyday Chemistry. Everything else about it is as mysterious to you as it is to me. It also wasn't like I could have asked the guy anything about it, especially after taking it from him. I'll post some more about my experience in the coming days, but I have to go to work right now, and this post is already long enough. If anyone has any questions they want to ask me about this incident, I've set up an email address that you can contact me at thebeatlesneverbrokeup at yahoo.com. Uh, I'll try and answer everyone's questions as best as possible. Lastly, if there is anyone out there who has experienced anything like this, then please contact me. Some of the things this guy said to me almost make me wonder if this isn't the first time dimensional travelers have been here. James Richards. Wow. This gets more interesting. This website, thebeatlesneverbrokeup.com, has the entire album listenable. Really? Yes. And has that been confirmed by anybody that those aren't Beatles songs in any way? They're not demos or something besides anything? So um, I'm going to have you listen to at least one or two of the tracks just to just to like show you what they sound like. But there's there's some interesting theories about what it what it probably is or what it might be. But uh, he's also come back. He said he after he posted this, he said very little on the Internet. He almost disappeared. There was somebody who came up with a potential of what it might have been. And if it, if it is this thing, like I said, it makes sense and it's really cool. Uh, it, but it's still like the songs sound like them. Really? Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play you a song. Um, and then we'll probably, I, we, I don't think we should play the full song just for, you know, just for normal purposes. Like I said, you can definitely check out some of this on the Beatles never broke up.com. The whole track listing is there. Um, but I'll let you know what the songs are. Maybe we'll plug in some snippets from the songs as well. It's hard, it's 
really dug the song yeah it'd be interesting to know what era that was supposedly from i feel like the audio quality was pretty good for being on a cassette yeah definitely but i mean if they had really sunk in a lot of like technology into that there is a potential that that might be like a really high quality cassette that's good it's tough to say uh but there are some pictures that are also on the site everything as he said before looks like it's all handwritten it's on a, according to this, it's on a General Electric cassette, and then it has everything, all of the song titles and everything listed, uh, uh, handwritten on the cassette tape. Uh, the song that you heard the excerpt from is called "Anybody Else." I think that based on the amount of listening I've done to this album over the course of the last week, it's probably my favorite song off of that off of this album. Um, but there are also some theories as to what this actually is rather than it potentially being something of like the, you know, paranormal variety. Do you want to share some of that? Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people thought that it was just a really good fake, that okay. it was just somebody, you know, a group of people that were able to properly imitate the voices. Has that been disproven in any way? I believe so in the fact that the other theory is a lot more sound. Okay. Because, um, I mean, if you listen to it, like, you can pick out the voices very clearly. You know, you've got your, you've got Paul, you've got John. You know, they like, they have very distinct voices, and they all went on and did things by themselves. Uh, and, like I said, their voices, like, you get more of that from those, from those eras. The problem that there was a particular person on, on uh, the internet, I don't remember their name to give them credit. What they think this was is that it's a, uh, like, just a mix and match that this person, whoever it is that released this data basically went through and they went through all of the solo careers of, of John, Paul, George, and Ringo, and then chopped them up and pieced them together to make complete songs because some of the lyrics match up. So there are some lyrics from their solo music that also link up to this. Uh, This was the only, um, the only theory that was credible enough for James Richards to come forward and say, I don't know for sure whether or not these lyrics are on some of their their solo music or not, but there is also potential that if they were thinking of these ideas before they broke up, that they could still have those same ideas for some of those same lyrics in this other dimension where they didn't break up, which makes sense. Um, it's like I said, it's tough to say one way or the other, but that's the the prevailing theory is that it's that it's their solo music mixed up and put together. But if it is. Yeah. This guy is an incredible sound editor. <laughs> like that song sounds complete. It sounds full. There's so much to it. And it still has that Beatles vibe. It sounds more modern, obviously, because the Beatles were over before real modern music existed. But it still has that Beatles vibe to it. It's weird in little ways. And it just feels like it's just an exploration of drugs or anything like to make the music. You know, that's a hallmark of the Beatles. And I'm very skeptical when it comes to things that are paranormal. You know, I'm not, I am, I'm first on the list to be like, like, Oh yeah, that's fake for this reason. 
This has enough detail to make me think that you know maybe there's some validity to what's being said, while also being vague enough to pique my interests. And like so the fact that we have something tangible in this music, like I like, I enjoy that. Whether or not it's a fabrication or not is neither here nor there for me. It's entertaining. And like I said, the album itself, you can download it for free on the website, is incredible. It's worth listening to for sure. Yeah, we'll put a link to that in the episode notes if you're interested in checking that out more. I had some initial thoughts. So his story could be legit. Maybe he did end up in some dude's house, right? Let's say that. So that could be true. Maybe the dude made everything up. You know, so maybe that guy is the one that mixed everything and did all that stuff. Yeah. And so there could be possibility to that as far as like he told this guy a story because we did have weird things and every so often packaging is changed yeah so maybe something like that could have happened another idea is that i mean he could be making the whole thing up the rich was it richard uh it's uh james richard james richards yeah so there's two things right there another smart thing that i was thinking about while you were explaining the music is that if it is a mashup of solo careers then if anyone ever did voice analytics on it it would come back as matching their voices mm-hmm. because it is a mashup. So that was also a very smart play if that's what happened. Yeah. But I could see there were parts of it where it felt a little weird, mm-hmm. that song. And so I could see that it could have been something like that. I mean, nowadays with technology, I don't think that that's inconceivable. You yeah, know it's, I mean? it's not inconceivable. It would definitely be an undertaking. You know, because don't they add Tupac to to music? <laughs> Like, and, and, and that sounds funny, but I feel like they did that for a while, where Eminem was on a track with Tupac at some point, and you're yeah. like, wait a second. Yeah, Obviously a to, little bit different, but... But who's to say that in this dimension that Tupac's not, <laughs> not not still alive, you know? I mean, there's a lot of people that think Tupac's still alive in this dimension, so... I mean, like I said, that could be something that, that leads to a rabbit hole, you know, as far as, like, like, maybe he did die, but... The music that we're getting is something from a parallel universe. The possibilities are basically endless. As cliched as that sounds. Yeah. The story is super interesting regardless of of its validity. Great story. Yeah, I think that it's very well told. And like I said, it has pictures. It describes things in a a great way. And like I said, having the the actual tracks. Because it's a a full album worth of music. And it's just incredible. Yeah, I want to check out the rest of the songs. I really like that one. I thought that was rad. Uh, we'll have to play some more music when we're uh, when we're in our downtime. I'm sort of sort of just blown away. I don't know much about interdimensional travel, but just the idea of it is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of we can either focus on space or we can focus on other dimensions. And yeah, I used to watch that show Fringe, and that kind of touched on that a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. And I like that idea. It's terrifying though, because like, where where does it end, and what's where what's reality? <laughs> you know what I mean? It gets into that all that kind of stuff where it's like nothing or everything is real, and you know, so that's pretty freaky. I'm glad I brought the story to the table. That about wraps it up as far as like what's going on with that story. Like I said, you can dig into it a little bit more. I want to say there's probably a subreddit that exists strictly about it, either under like I would guess like everyday chemistry or under the Beatles never broke up. Something along those lines. I'm sure there's a bunch of armchair theorists out there who are given ideas. So, like I said, <laughs> if you want to fall into a rabbit hole, this is a good one to get into. If you have any other really cool stories or anything, like, especially firsthand, that you want us to talk about on the show, or you have, like, 
something you've written down on Reddit or somewhere on social media and you want us to talk about it, hit us up on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, our email. They're all uh, at Porcelain Peak and then the email is uh, porcelainpeak at gmail.com. We're always happy to, to uh, get new you know, content, new ideas. We'll probably do more stuff like this, uh, going forward. I mean, obviously we're still going to, you know, dig into movies and all that good stuff, but this is always a good, like a good, like jumping off point for other discussions. And I will really love talking about, you know, real life stories and that sort of stuff. Yeah, me too. And I know we've done a few here and there, so we're definitely gonna try to throw those in every once in a while. Just keep mix things up. Keep it interesting. Yes. So feel free to reach out on any of those mediums. Um, you can also reach us at porcelainpeak.com where you can leave comments or whatever there. And we'll probably share some stories. And we'll probably post some more on, on porcelainpeak.com about this specific episode and what, you know, the discussion. And then obviously there'll be links to the Chaluminati podcast in the notes. Um, and also, uh, the website link, like I said, it's, if you want to look it up before any of that, um, it's, uh, the Beatles never broke up.com. Uh, this has been an interesting ride. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this to the table. I did not know where this was going. So <laughs> you kind of, you kind of surprised me. Okay. And next week we're going to try something even more different than what we've done for the last 17 episodes. So next week we're going to do. More or less an all trivia episode. So mm-hmm. I'm going to write a couple quizzes and quiz John, and John's going to write a couple horror sci-fi themed quizzes and quiz me. Then we'll uh, we'll see who that goes. <laughs> so that's going to be uh, really interesting, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, if you have some questions you think might stump one or both of us, then feel free to send those in as well. So yeah, we're going to try our best to not Google anything over the course of the next like week or so. <laughs> All right, guys. So, as always, I've been Anthony. I've been John. And thanks for listening. Creep it out. Hyperforge Alpha Network Production.